0: Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by My Golf Spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com.
1: It's time for grilling at the green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, new sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff.
2: Just open up the door and let's good times in. Tomorrow's gonna be better than today.
0: Hey everybody. Welcome to Grilling at the Green here in Portland on AM860 and also in Tulsa and in Texas. And probably more importantly these days on the uh, Golf News Network iHeart channel on uh, iHeart. And uh, my guest is also part of that crew. We're going to be talking to him in just a second. Uh, but we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and also Birdie Ball. I love, I love to practice with my little birdie ball napkin rings in the backyard. And, uh, uh, it's a cheap, inexpensive way to practice. And if you're limited on space or the weather's bad, you can hit them in your backyard. They don't really go more than 40 yards. So anyway, check them out at birdieball.com. As I said, um, our guest this week is one of my compadres off the golf golf news network, Chris Mascaro. He does, uh, next on the tee, and he also does Thursday night tailgate and he works a real job too. So the guy's got it covered on all,
2: on all sides there. Chris, welcome. Thank you, Jeff. Always a pleasure to get to spend some time with you, my friend. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. You know, I feel like we've kind of made this little golf
0: mafia radio thing. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> and working yeah. with, working with Ryan, it's a lot of fun. And and as I told you on the phone the other day, we uh, this show is actually becoming a TV show, and we start filming in three weeks. And uh a little more of the food aspect than we normally get into, but it's it's gonna be good. And uh who knows, maybe we'll drag you on there one of these days. <laughs> I hope I get an invitation sometime. Oh, you will. Uh you can you can guarantee it. Oh, and I forgot to start my clock here, so it's all right. Um <laughs> What's going on in the world uh, on next on the T? I mean, you talk to some great people on there, football legends, golf legends, um, you know, irreverent people like myself every
2: once in a while. So uh, <laughs> how's the world on uh, Nick's on the T? It's been fantastic, Jeff. I've been hugely blessed uh, with uh, some of the best followers in the history of podcasting. And uh, the show's been growing by leaps and bounds every year. This is our 10th season doing the show and um it's you know listenership has been fantastic the guests are what make the show i'm blessed to have wonderful guests every week i've got a a wonderful tie-in with the with the champions tour and the lpga legends and then uh the top instructors in the game and and we talk about you know their stories right so um yeah it's been it's been wonderful the show is you know booked all the way through the end of october i'm excited about that and um, every week, uh, like I say, I just get blessed to, to hear great stories and have great people. Just uh, just dropped this week's podcast. It was uh, sort of a special Girls' Night Out edition of Next on the Tee. I had Kelly Stenzel, who's a top 100 instructor. I had Hannah Liner, who is uh, doing a show right now called uh, Three Courses Over on GolfNation.com, along with Gabby Powell. And then I had Lisa of luswick uh, who i believe is a good friend of yours as well yep um lisa's just uh just a treat so i got to have those three ladies uh as part of the show last night it couldn't have been more fun and uh it's just like i say it's just been a huge blessing in my life
0: so i have to ask you have you ever seen any of lisa's uh wakeboard videos
2: oh for sure and and, <laughs> I, and I said i said to her last night and it, as part of her intro look if if uh, if wakeboarding ever becomes an Olympic sport or part of the X games, my money's on her to take yeah. home the gold. Oh fantastic. yeah. fantastic!
0: Oh yeah. I really love it when she gets out there kind of like in costume as Santa or the Easter bunny or something like that. <laughs> I always just laugh. And I usually send her a text or something after, after it drops and I say, Hey, that's good. And then once in a while she'll slap on a cowboy hat, my old world. And um, cause she lives right there in Calgary. So, you know, what do you think um it's been a, it's been kind of a crazy year in the golf world chris as you know very well no uh, besides the live pga blender that's that's the best way i can describe it is it just kind of they hit blend and then they hit chop and then they hit puree and <laughs> then they went back to that you know so uh, what's the biggest thing you took from this year
2: yeah, so if you if you put that aside, I mean the, the the thing that has excited me about you know the on the men's side of uh, professional golf is just the great play that we've gotten to see. I mean, Scotty Scheffler is just a a you know consistent machine. I mean, what do you have? Nineteen top twelves in a row, right? Uh, this year, you know, John Rahm was was hot at the beginning of the year. I think one of the one of the great things that we saw this year was sort of the resurgence of Ricky Fowler. And he came back and got a win and was was contending a lot of times during this year. So that was really great to see. We need Ricky in our game. So, I you know, th- those things. And then obviously now as we look ahead to the Ryder Cup and, uh, you know, if you want to say it's a controversy with, with some of the picks, particularly Justin Thomas, I'm excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, uh, I feel like I, f- I feel a little sorry for JT because I think he's got a little extra pressure on him than he would normally have to show that he belongs and he was a good pick. And it's probably a little extra pressure on Zach Johnson to make sure that, uh, that JT plays well. And he puts him in the right spots. So I'm excited to see how that goes. And then obviously we'll, we'll round it out with the Solheim cup from the ladies too. So yep, um, it's just, it's just, you know, golf look, we've, we've had, we've had this live thing and it has been a huge distraction and it's, and it's very unfortunate and all that sort of thing. Um, not just because it splintered the game but everything the way it it and ended up with uh you know with jay monahan taking the money and and all of that sort of thing so it's it's been a it's been an unfortunate distraction for us for the last 18 or so months and it's still going on we'll see how it plays out by the end of the year but i think you know behind all of that pushing that aside we've had a lot of great golf yep and um the you know the great players rose to the top
0: we had uh the ladies were in town last week. Um at the uh the we around here we call it the Cambia, but it's the Portland Classic. And it's the longest tour event on the LPGA that is same name, everything, you know, that type of thing. And we had, I believe, six or seven of the Solheim Cup players in town. And the golf was fantastic. Um I don't know I don't know how the attendance was. I'm not going to worry about that, but you know i was I was covering a couple of golfers specifically, and then you know kept my eye on some other ones while I was there. and it was just great it It seemed to me that the LPGA uh really rose to the occasion this year. You know, they had the Women's U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. They had some big prize money. Um, Let me get my cursor out of your nose there, Chris. Um, <laughs> You know, and I, I was really impressed with them. I'm, I'm usually impressed with them because if you ever, like I've said it on the show many times, I'm sure you've said this too. But if you ever get a chance to play with one of them, they will smoke your butt, period. <laughs> that,
2: yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, that's like, you know, the same thing I was talking to Lisa about last night. You know, it's kind of funny, right? I mean, obviously she is an eight time Canadian women's long driving champion. You know, and we get, you know, you get some men up there in a pro am playing with her, and you know, she she's the first woman to ever drive the ball three hundred and fifty yards plus. So, you know, <laughs> you you think you're gonna, you know, you're gonna outdrive the girl kind of thing, right? And 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 she puts them to shame. So, you know, but one of the great things I, I, I love about the LPGA tour and even the Legends tour, you talk about getting access to people, you know, the mm-hmm. the legends of the LPGA. I mean, heck, you can walk shoulder to shoulder with them inside the ropes. Yeah. I and mean, that's 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 a wonderful thing. And when you when you talk about the LPGA, um, it's it's at least a little more relatable game to me. I mean, they they can certainly outdrive me by a mile and hit and hit uh, you know their irons way better than I can. But mm-hmm. You know, instead of watching, you know, Rory McIlroy drive the ball 360 yards, which is which is awe inspiring. But something I cannot relate to at all. Right. You know, at least when when they're hitting the ball, you know, 280, 290, it's, you know, not that I can hit it that far either. But at least, you know, some of some of their irons that they're taking into greens and stuff like that. I'm like, "Eh, you know, that's sort of in the realm of what I might hit. Uh, They just do it a whole lot better than I do. But it's at least something I can relate to better.
0: Yeah, unless they take a 56-degree wedge and hit it from 170 and they put it within four <laughs> feet. That's that's a world I'm not familiar with. I can tell you that. Um, Same. We're going to take a break here on Grilling at the Green. Be back with my buddy Chris Mascaro, host of Nick's on the T and Thursday Night Tailgate. And uh, thank you for listening, but we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. I wanted to mention something. On my other show, my barbecue show, there is a uh, barbecue rub that I think everybody should try. It's a... called pig powder okay um it was created by my co-host leanne Whippin's father years ago it won many if you were into competition barbecue it's really good for that but if you're just at home it, it works on pretty much everything so i invite you to go to pigpowder.com leanne Whippin will actually personally send you a bottle of that you can't find it in stores but if you go to pigpowder.com you'll get it from her and if you throw $5 in there, she might send you an autograph picture. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> uh, go to paypowder.com. Um, Chris and I have something in common besides broadcasting and our love of golf. We're both on the iHeart uh, Golf News Net channel. Um, pretty phenomenal. Uh, this show, my show comes on at noon. Yours at what, one or two? Yep. Uh, Saturdays, uh, on Saturdays. That's right. It's on Saturdays. Yeah. Exactly right. So you couldn't hang out with two better guys on Saturday while you're driving or listening to your pods than Chris and I, I'm just going to put it out there. Say which one anyway, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, there's also a big deal, Chris, and I know you covered it some on your show. Cause I, I listened to your show. Um, you know, this deal about rolling back the ball, rolling back yeah. the ball and all that. I got to tell you, it drives me nuts. It just drives me nuts. Guys like you and me, why would you, why would we want the ball rolled back? We need it, all the little benefits that we could get the pro guys, you know, they train like Olympic athletes to be able to hit the balls that far. Okay. And this is just my opinion, but I wanted to get your take on it. And then the other thing is you've got huge multinational companies that manufacture golf balls and golf equipment and they're not and I doubt very seriously if they're going to go oh yeah we'll go through and change our production for the next 10 years so we can take 10 yards off the ball what's your thoughts
2: no i mean and and that last piece is is kind of where it lives and dies right i mean right. i can't imagine that any of the golf ball manufacturers were going to go into their manufacturing plants and retool everything so that the golf ball flies you know quite not not quite as far um the opposite side of that coin is I, I, I do worry that and as you know, the guys pointed out where they're not talking about where we're at today. They were concerned about where are we going to be in 20 or 30 years? And are we going to lament the fact that we didn't do something 20 or 30 years ago? I mean, if you look right now, I mean, Jack, Nicholas, Gary player, those guys, even Tiger Woods have called for rolling back the golf ball. And, you know, Jack and Tiger, I mean, uh, Jack and Gary have been talking about it since probably the the 90s so you know obviously we didn't do anything then and if we don't do anything further on i mean what is going to be the status of golf courses how long are they going to need to be i mean look you know the the couple of courses that tiger's designing now are over eight thousand yards yeah um that's that's kind of where i get i I get concerned because look the game of golf is already expensive enough for all of us right i mean golf clubs are expensive you know, if you if you're someone who who buys the you know the Pro V ones and, and in the top of the line golf balls, I mean you're spending fifty fifty five dollars a dozen for those golf balls. Um, golf courses to go play isn't cheap. I mean, here in Atlanta, you can't find a place for for under a hundred dollars pretty much. I mean, there's one or two here or there. Um, so it, it's an expensive game. So is it going to get even more expensive because they're going to have to make golf courses 8,000, 8,500 yards? I mean, again, I I understand that a lot of those are just for PGA Tour events that they need to be that far. Mm -hmm. You don't need to make your local Muni that far. You could probably get away with 6,500, 6,800 yards. But, you know, is, is, is it going to get to the point where we're just going to price ourselves out of being able to play very much because the upkeep, maintenance, and all that sort of stuff is so expensive. I do worry about that and where, where we're going to be 20 or 30 years from now. Because to your point, JT, I mean, look, you see these kids out there playing now, whether it's in junior golf, it's in high school golf, it's in college golf. I mean, these kids are just bombing the golf ball off the tee. I mean, I, I've i never hit it as far. I'm sure there are a lot of junior players that can hit it further than I can hit it. Oh, yeah. So. So there's, you know, all of uh, everything now is about, you know, club head speed and and how far and distance and all that sort of thing. So, you know, when when these junior kids get to be, you know, in their 20s or 30s, I mean, how far are they going to hit the golf ball? I mean, it's just I, I worry about that aspect. I just I know to your point, I know that the 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 equipment companies aren't rolling anything back. They're not retooling anything. I've spent the millions of dollars for golf balls that, oh, by the way, nobody is going to pay for, right? Right. And that's the, that's sort of the hidden piece of, you know, tour pros aren't paying for golf balls. They're not going to PGA tour superstore <laughs> and loading up on, you know, a couple of dozen balls for this weekend's tournament. Right. So they get all that stuff for free. So, you know, if you're one of those man you know, ball manufacturers, you gotta, be, who's going to pay for this golf ball. Who's going to pay for this retooling. It's going to have to end up in the golf clubs. And then, you know, it's just going to be, you know, you're going to price everybody out of it. I mean, how much more expensive can a driver get? When you spend seven eight hundred dollars on a new driver every year, it's just not me a conundrum. Yeah, not me either. Yeah, not me.
0: unless somebody drops one off at Goodwill or something. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not buying that. And and I'll tell you a quick story because we're going to take another break here in a minute. A couple of years ago, the guy uh, Bruce Furman, who's part of this show, and he has been very kind and worked with me over the last well, quite a few years actually. And he got invited to go to one of the new golf fitting centers. I'm not going to say the name, but we went up there and and Bruce had hurt his back or something. He said, I, I'd like you to do it for me. I said, sure. And I wasn't in much better shape than Bruce was, you know, and they and the guy worked with me for a couple hours and they filmed me. And, you know, I sculled some and sent some flying and a typical deal. We end up and he hands me the like a file, like a manila envelope file. And I look in it and he had configured a, a driver for me. Now this was Chris probably 4 years ago. It was 700 bucks, just what you were saying. You know, we can do this, we'll put this shaft in, you make it perfect. I'm like my whole set right now doesn't cost more than $700. You know what I mean? I mean, cuz it's like 2 or 3 years old. And it's like and and this is actually how I became friends with Gary Van Sickle because I wrote a piece on one of his pieces to him and we started talking but the point is i think you hit one of the the big factors there is um the expense of it and you look on tv and it's constantly here's the new driver from Titleist, which they only come out every couple of years but taylor made seems to roll them out like like easter eggs you know there, there you go and um i just think that that's uh that's one of the big bugaboos there. And no, Chris and I will not be paying $700 for a driver. We're going to take a break, but we're going to kiss Chris's thoughts on that when we come back. You're listening to Grilling It's Green. Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Again, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended. And very quickly... You can look them up online because they actually have several websites that direct you to where they want you to go there. You can go to natural com and all that. If you order something, because they've, they've revamped their online store, and if you order something, like a nice couple of T-bones, if you, when you're checking out, type in the code BBQNation, you get 15% off the steaks and roasts and jerky and all that stuff comes right to your door it's it's a marvelous marvelous product but go to PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. okay and also john breaker and his lovely family back in evergreen colorado who manufacture sell and distribute birdie ball great practice deal there we're talking with chris Mascaro today from next on the t thursday night tailgate like i said he also has a real job unlike me and uh you know, he's, he's been great. Chris has just been great for the golf world and golf broadcasting. So I went on a rant at the end of the last segment, Chris, about a $700 club and this and that. And you touched on it a little bit, but do you think that has a real hesitation effect on people from truly getting involved sometimes, you know, in our sport?
2: I do. I mean, it's not, it's not news that, Golf clubs, golf balls are expensive uh, and to play the game is expensive. I mean, that's, you know, something that um, we've got to overcome in our sport, right? I mean, Lisa Longball of uh, Luswick and I were talking about this a little bit on uh, on the show last night. It's just, it's a hindrance and, you know, golf has got a lot of stigmas it's got to overcome. It's, it's got a, you know, a connotation of being a stodgy game, you know, from, going way back when we were talking about the idea of wearing shorts on the PGA tour. We think that those guys should, that's one of the good things that have come out of live is to see the guys play, play in shorts. We play in shorts. Why can't they play in shorts? Right. You get the idea that it used to be a, you know, it's a gentleman's game and it looks more professional and all that sort of thing. But for crying out loud, we play in shorts, let the guys play in shorts. But when you think about, when you go into any of the big box stores and you know, if you're a new player, um, or someone has been playing for just a few years and you're like, Hey, you know what? Hey, I saw, you know, I saw so-and-so hitting this driver. I saw so-and-so plays that golf ball. Let me, let me go. Look, you can get sticker shock about some of these things. Um, especially if you're, if you decide you want to get into the high end world of, uh, of the irons and drivers. I mean, heck you're, you're not, if you, if to what you were saying a little bit ago, if you're going in there to get fit, you're going to pay to get fit. You know, you're gonna get the clubs, and the next thing you know, you know, to your point, the driver is gonna cost you seven hundred. We didn't pay that much for anything, you know, right. years ago. So you're you're walking out of there, you know, probably a couple of grand out of your pocket for the full set, and then you know, shoes nowadays are, are two hundred dollars, you know, a pop at least, and then the golf balls and this and that. I mean, it it starts to become like, oh, wait a minute here. You know, am I gonna have? How often am I gonna to have to do this? Right. So we got to figure out a way to make the game more affordable for people, um, so that uh, you know we we're trying all the time. Let's grow the game. Let's bring more people into the game. All that sort of stuff. But you know, average Americans aren't going to be able to pay that kind of thing. We've got to do better.
0: I uh, I stopped by. I, I said something about Goodwill earlier a couple of years ago. Coming home from the Portland Classic, I actually stopped by. A goodwill store, but it's not the goodwill store where people take their shirts and clothes and couches or whatever. This this goodwill store was the end of the line. What in, What nobody bought at that goodwill store went to the landfill. All right, they, Chris. They brought in two tables that were probably twelve foot long, um, at least three feet wide, maybe four. It was full of golf clubs. Full. I mean, full. I rummaged around in it and found an old wedge that looked kind of fun to play with and, and did some stuff like that. And probably like you, I collect certain old putters and just junk. I don't need, but I love to put it in the corner and think I've got it. But the point is instead of turning all that stuff into landfill or getting it ground up, why? And, and, and this is just kind of off the cuff, but why isn't there a program? I know we have first T and all that stuff. But why isn't there a program, especially for people like 35 and over that might want to try, but they've got kids, whatever their financial situation is, or even if it is kids and say, hey, here's a starter set. It's yours. Take it. You know, you see if you like the game first before you go out and spend one to two thousand dollars on all this stuff. And and some of those were pretty decent clubs no they're not the freshest thing off the rack um some of them had some rough wear but out of all those clubs I looked at I bet you you could have made 10 15 20 sets of clubs out of that to for people who just wanted to get started and I know we've got second time around sports and all that kind of
2: thing but really it just seems to me a great waste yeah no I think that's a fantastic idea Jeff to your point and we we do have second swing we've got a, a, some places where you can get um, some used golf clubs and things of that nature at a, at a more reasonable price, which is fantastic, but I love the idea and caddy for a cure and, uh, Russ Holden, who's a great friend, mm-hmm. uh, was, was doing some things along that lines. I mean, he sent me a note and said, you know, Hey, if you got any golf clubs, you know, as, as you said a minute <laughs> ago, we all have a lot of golf clubs yep. sitting in our garage. He's like, look, if you got some old golf clubs um and you wouldn't mind donating them I mean, you can get a you know a little bit of a write-off just like you do for for Salvation Army or any of those other things right um uh, for fair market value just you know I'd, I'd love to have them if you wouldn't mind sending them to me so I did I had you know I had probably three sets of old clubs that I've had around for a million years collecting dust that I lied to myself about too like you know hey now i i may want to look at this or hey it's it's old <laughs> and i got some persimmon drivers and stuff like that and i still kept those because no one's going to want to go out there and try to hit those things but you know a couple of generations old golf clubs i had probably had three sets if you if you cobble them all together right again they're they're not all the same brand but you right. know right wedges here a couple of irons there a couple of woods over here and you put all those together and i sent it to him but i think that is a wonderful idea that, you know, our local public golf courses could probably do is put those things, you know, in their storage room. And if someone's going to come out there that they know that these are some clubs, you know, you might start out in a, in a, uh, in a clinic, right. To learn how to play the game a little bit. Yep. You go out there and and here's a set of golf clubs for you. We've had these and let's see to your point, if you like the game or not, if you're having fun with it, the, this is yours. Thanks for coming. Thanks for taking the lesson. We hope you'll come back. Yeah. I think that's wonderful.
0: And if you decide two months down the road, it's not for you. Just bring them back.
2: That's right. Yeah. That's all you have to do. And I think we would.
0: uh, I don't know. I was just shocked to see uh, the amount of clubs in these these bins. And I asked them, you know, like I said, and they were just they were going to go outside into a dumpster, a special dumpster. They were going to go be ground up and melted down or put in a landfill. So whatever. I just just think that would be a, a really good, good thing to do. Um, We're going to uh, take a quick break and listen to Bruce Furman's golf tip of the week. And then Chris and I will be back round out the show. Chris does not know though, that I have revamped all the after hours questions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Here's Bruce Furman. Hi, this is Bruce Furman. I'm the director of instruction out at Langdon farms golf club and Today's tip I'm going to talk about the differences in your iron swing and your driver swing. And fortunately in golf we have 14 clubs and and we only need to learn one swing but we have to adapt that swing to the different clubs. And when we're hitting an iron we're going to make a descending blow meaning we're going to hit the ball then the ground. And when we hit a driver we're making more of a level and ascending blow. So when you're hitting an iron, you want to play the ball a little more in the middle of your stance. When you take a practice swing, you want to try to brush the ground in front of where that imaginary ball is so that your low point is in front of the ball and not not behind the ball. Tour Pro's low point is actually two or three inches in front of the ball. Now, they, they do strike the ball and then the divots kind of happens right at the same time, but, but you've got to Hit the ball and take a divot or brush the ground with an iron to get the ball to hit in the middle of the face and get the, the distance you want. And then, of course, with a driver's swing, it's the opposite. We want to take a wide stance and play the ball forward. We want to lean slightly away from the target so you feel like you're a little more uphill because we want to make more of a level or an ascending blow, hit up on the ball and When you take a practice swing and when you hit your real swing, you want to make an air swing. So that means you can ground the club behind the ball at the start, but when you swing through, don't even touch the grass. Just swing above the grass. Don't ever hit the grass or the ground because you don't want to hit down on your driver. Hit down on your irons. Don't hit down on your
0: driver. I hope that helps you. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate that. Folks, you can find out more about Bruce Furman if you'd like to take a lesson from him. I could not recommend him more highly. Just go to LangdonFarms.com, click on the instruction, drop down menu. You see this very handsome kind of silver haired beach boy looking guy. That's Bruce and contact him there. or Contact him through the pro shop at Langdon Farms uh, here in Oregon. And uh, Bruce does travel to give lessons, too. So anyway, do that. Anyway, Chris and I are going to take a break. We're going to be back, wrap up the show, and uh, then the real trouble starts. Stay with us. (laughs) Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back, Grilling It's been, Uh Very honored here to have Chris Mascarel with us, uh, host
2: of uh, Thursday Night Tailgates. All right, is that up and running again? It's not. Um, I'll I'll probably get back into into the football side in November. Okay. I'm going to go go with the golf show through the the Ryder Cup. Got it. And then take a uh, a couple of weeks off, and then we'll get into the football side. What do you think the final score is going to be on the Ryder Cup? I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Even though I was surprised at some of the picks that Luke Donald made on the European team side, Um, I think I think it's going to be somewhere, you know, sixteen, thirteen, somewhere. You know, I I think we win by a few. Okay,
0: okay. Well, if you're right, I'll let you buy me lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming to be honored to do so. I'm coming through Atlanta in about three weeks, but like I told you on the phone, I'm only going to be there for like 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard to, kind of hard to get that done. If you set your sights forward, and we talked about rolling the ball back and the clubs and stuff like that, but just overall in golf, what's a very positive thing that you've seen this year, Chris? That that gives you a little flicker of hope going forward.
2: Um. I guess, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about in the last segment, I do see growth in the game. I do see more people getting involved in the game, Uh, you know, here locally in Atlanta. You mentioned the first tee when you go out to East Lake and you see uh, the kids getting involved for the first time and and, uh, some folks that may not have had an opportunity in the past to play the game. I am seeing more and more of that. Um, so I think I find that encouraging. I do see a loosening up of the game. So it's not quite as stodgy. I mean, I see more and more golf courses that are opening things up to, you know, we're we're not, we're not sticklers as much about what you're wearing when you go play golf. I see more, more golf courses allowing, you know, to bring your dog and go play. Um, so I, I, like the idea that we are sort of loosening up ourselves a little bit to, uh, to try things and do things a little bit differently. And then, like I say, all these programs that are coming about to make the game more affordable, to get kids involved. And, you know, junior golf has gone through the roof over the last decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's become a huge thing. Um, Shout out to Michelle Holmes. She's does such a great job with junior golf. So those things give me hope and encouragement that uh, that we're at least headed in the right direction. Um, As one
0: of my dearest friends in the world says, you know, they charge a lot of money for us to walk on their grass. (laughs) and it's like i'd never thought of it until steve said it and i went yeah you're right you know we chew it up a little bit from time to time but you know really you're just walking on some nice manicured lawns so (laughs) that's a a nice way to look at it that is a nice way to look at it by golly yeah um who have you got coming up on your shows
2: yeah so like like i say yesterday i i was blessed that to have kelly stenzel hannah liner and lisa Long Ball of Luswick is part of the show this coming week. Tom Patry, who is our, I like to say, our resident director of instruction. Tom's one of the all-time great instructors. Uh, Tim Cusick, who is another Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, will be joining me. Catherine Roberts, who's uh, who's a wonderful yoga and health instructor. Uh, she's going to be back on the show. It's been a little while since I got to spend some time with Catherine, so looking forward to catching up with her. Greg Sabella, who is uh, working for Unicore and uh, some of the launch monitors, he's coming on the show. Uh, 2 weeks from now I'm I'm boy I couldn't be more tickled pink. Mark Kalkavecki is a wonderful friend uh, very blessed to have gotten to know he and his wife Brenda over the years he's coming back on the show Bobby Clampett another legend in our game will be joining me Virgil Herring who's a wonderful instructor uh, will be there as well as will Lawrence Molestic, who's wrote a, written a wonderful book oh yeah uh, so yeah. so um he'll be joining me as well I know Lawrence uh, came through you so I can't thank you enough for recommending him He's funny. He's got some great stories and you can
0: tell he's actually been in the trenches. That's what I really liked about. He likes Lawrence, but I call him Larry. I call everybody by whatever the hell I want to call him. It doesn't matter what their name is, but um, yeah, Larry was a great guest and uh, he's got that, that book he wrote. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy that.
2: I I do. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, I've heard, wonderful things about him from you and from some other folks. I know he was, you know, on the bag for a lot of great golfers back in the day, so I'm looking forward to his stories. I understand he's very funny as well, so looking forward to having him share uh his experiences out there uh being a looper on the PGA tour. Just don't let him try
0: to sell you a timeshare in Palm Springs, okay? No no, no. he's he's actually a very good real estate agent there, but I just you could needle him a little bit there, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> Okay. Uh Chris Toscaro, thank you very much for being with us here on Grilling at the Green. And um hopefully our golf radio mafia march to uh wherever we're marching to continues through golf News Net and all that. And uh it's always lovely to have you. And Chris is sticking around for after hours, folks. So like I said, the torture has just begun. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Chris.
2: Thank
0: you, Jeff. Okay, we'll be back next week. Um I've got a couple to pick from, so I'm not going to tell you. You just have to tune in and find out. But for Chris Mascaro and myself and everybody at uh, Grilling at the Green, we thank you for listening. Take care. Go out and play some golf and have some fun. See you later. Grilling at the
1: Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.